For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome aboard National Football Show. It's a football Friday. Buckle up, everyone. Get ready to rock and roll. If you're watching us on your phone, tablet, desktop, you're watching us on YouTube or your television, this is how you get big sales, man. We appreciate everybody stepping in. Please hit that like button like we said. We are absolutely packed. Dave wants that, by the way. will join us at 5.30 Eastern from Fox Sports the former Super Bowl defensive coordinator. I want to ask him about Jonathan Gannon. I want to get his thoughts on how well he think he's done. And by the way, I want to echo a little bit of what Jimmy Johnson said yesterday in a local Dallas show when he basically said he doesn't buy into the Philadelphia Eagles just yet. By the way, I talked to JJ last night just to get some clarity on it. It's not that he doesn't think they're good. People are now phrasing it a different way saying, Ah, Jimmy doesn't think it's a good team. That's not what he said. So we'll expand on that a little bit. And a lot to get to. By the way, long time since the Eagles have played, right? Another Sunday that they're not playing. Again, you know, that's sometimes out of sight, out of mind. Especially when you're a boring team like Philly. I say that with respect. You're 8-0. And you're boring? That's why I made the comparison yesterday. To the San Antonio Spurs. All right. How many people think that Howie Roseman is the executive of the year? How many people believe that Howie Roseman will be the executive of the year this year in the National Football League? Really put a fine roster together? Um, you're seeing guys absolutely have career years Nathan says should be okay Howie Roseman Yale says he deserves it after eight games that's kind of like quantifying it but okay if he isn't who's the next guy I trust in Howie okay I'm not saying you guys are wrong at all and by the way I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it He's up there. You're talking to Joe Douglas with the Jets. What are you complaining about today? Asking a question. Howie Roseman, do you believe he's on his way to being the executive of the year in the NFL? You can't make that call until the end of the season. However, the Eagles are overperforming during a supposed rebuilding year. Hey, JM, I don't know what you and I have done with one another, but I think your takes have been absolutely great the last two weeks. And as you and I got off to a bumpy start, I think I'm kind of like warming up to you a little bit here because I'm warming up to you. I like it. You're right. There's no one else in contention other than him. Chris says Joe Douglas should get it. 
Okay, can I add this into it now? So Howie Roseman's going to be the executive of the year in the NFL on the mess he created. He created a mess, and he's dug himself out of it. I think he has. And he's dug himself out of it. So he gets credit for creating the mess and digging himself out of the mess. Is that right? Flex, thank you. I was thinking hard on this last night. You say we don't really play anybody. You don't. I disagree. We're undefeated. We get everybody's best shot. Okay, but you haven't played anybody. You play two teams with winning records. I don't care how you want to quantify it. Didn't Roseman create this mess? Right? He did, he did this. He, he's the guy that destroyed the 17 team. Now we're giving him rose petals because he dug himself out of something he created. So he gets kudos for that. It's got to be Roseman for a combination of those trades and free agent signings. Nathan, absolutely correct. It's not the drafting. Who's the GM down in Miami? Chris Greer. He's the general manager in Miami. Hasn't hit on a quarterback, wide receiver, etc. He finally got it right with trades and, and a draft. I wouldn't say the mess was entirely on him. Maybe the Wentz deal was stupid, but at the time, I think most teams would have extended him. He regressed way too much. Well, how about his handling of Doug Peterson? How about his handling of Doug Peterson? And how that thing all shook out. How he threw that last game. Xander says Hurts could shape up to be Howie's best pick. Howie Roseman's best pick is Nick Foles. The greatest pick he's ever had is Nick Foles. Plain and simple. You know why? Because when it mattered the most, that player gave him the most. No one else. He drafted him in a ladder round. He stepped in and played. He delivered the city of Philadelphia a Super Bowl. No one in the 22 years that Howie Roseman has drafted or been part of the process is more valuable than what Nick Foles did for the football team. No one else. No one else. No one. Andrew, Dave wants that's on today. Foles delivered. Shady McCoy? Very good pick. Nick Foles is, by the way, didn't have the best career. Had great moments. But delivered the most important thing. Jalen's a work in progress still. I agree with Xander. Could be. Again, there's another potential word. Could Potential, all of that hasn't happened yet. Foles 
is his greatest pick. No one else. Could talk free agents and all the trades he's made. No question about it. He's done a very good job. Slay's probably going to be right up there when it comes to his greatest trade. AJ's going to be in that conversation. We'll see what the impact they both have on winning a Super Bowl because it all comes down to that. You don't validate your career as a general manager until you win one of these things. And he has. Now you start making yourself legendary when you start putting more than one. Can I tell you who I think the greatest baseball executive is? I would say, by the way, Dave Dombrowski is spectacular. I know Dave when he was down at Miami. And he was working down there with Larry Beinfest and all them guys when he was working with the Marlins. Fantastic. Talent evaluator. One of the best. Andrew Friedman. I used to work with him all the time when I covered the Rays. And he was the general manager of Tampa. Fantastic. Can I tell you who the best general manager, though, in the last couple of years has been? It's Theo Epstein. He delivers a World Series in Boston and Chicago. Two places that you used to use a horse to go to work with. You want to know legendary? Theo Epstein's going to the Hall of Fame because he delivered championships and multiple championships for two legendary cities. Boston and Chicago. When you start making a name for yourself, and hey, Howie's done a great job. He has done a great job at putting this team together. But he was kind of responsible for the 4-11-1 team, wasn't he? I mean, if it falls at the feet of the GM, that's him too. Handling of Doug Peterson, the Wentz disaster, the throwing of the game at the end of the year two years ago, the whole thing was just ugly. Hey, by the way, thank you, Michael. I should be ashamed of myself. Happy Veterans Day to everyone out there. My apologies for not starting the show off with that. Okay? If you see a military person, thank them for serving our country. The fine men and women of this country that put themselves in harm's way, we can't thank you enough. Okay? We can't. We should have every day where we have Veterans Day. And for veterans in this country not to have the proper health care and proper housing situations, when we ask them to go fight for our country and our way of life, and freedom, and not to treat them with due respect when they come back from their tours of duty and having them living in a box on the street of Los Angeles, in my opinion, is atrocious. Republican and Democrat and independent should be ashamed of yourselves on how you handle the military people of this country. It's embarrassing. It's the most embarrassing part of America is how we treat our veterans. It's embarrassing. An, an American military person, man or woman, should not want for anything. So happy Veterans Day. 
you guys are just absolutely the greatest team of all time. And our veterans, you guys are some of the most important people in our country's history. So I thank you. Anton, you could argue giving guys like Alshon Jeffrey contracts too early was a huge mistake. And like we just said with Carson Wentz, okay? They did jump the gun a couple times. Now, look, again, I agree with everyone. I'm not, this is not a rip on Howie. I'm just saying, didn't Howie, Howie built this team back up. I'll tell you this. I'll give him, here, let me give him some kudos on this. I can't believe how fast he's rebuilt the thing. This thing takes a process here, man. You don't just go like this. Super Bowl suck. There you are in two years. You're back in the room again. That doesn't work like that. With a whole new cast of guys, too. Coaches. Usually, when you rebuild, you got the same coach and GM in the building. That's what's been really cool. It's a whole new cast of folks. GT, how we picked Hurts. We love to pick. Yeah, today you do. Worst contract Howie has given is the Fletcher Cox deal. You mean bringing him back. Fletcher has been a spectacular Philadelphia Eagle. Okay? That's old news, though. That's old news. He got lucky, Sills. Jalen saved his job. Great take. Great take. Michael, thank you, sir. Wow. Has Jalen Hurts? Maybe he will feel empowered to pay him then. That's a great take. Xander, Jalen Hurts saved Howie Roseman's job. Sean, he got lucky, Sills. Jalen saved his job. That's a, I, I never thought of that. If Jalen doesn't ball, Sean, Howie, you're right. If Gardner Minshew is the quarterback, they're not undefeated. Hmm. Jalen Hurts. So did he get lucky? I don't think you get lucky with a second pick. He could get... The Patriots got lucky with Brady. I don't think you get lucky. If... When, when you draft somebody in one, two, or three rounds, you don't get lucky because you can wait to see where those guys fall, especially if you're not completely sold on them. That's a premium pick, a number two pick. I think he was 51. 51, 32 is the last pick in the first round. I don't know, man. That's a pretty high pick. So he had to have some cognizant thought process on who he was taking in the second round that day. That's a he he made that and he threw the Stundines out there to take that pick. That's a good pick. He evaluated it. So I don't think he was lucky. I don't I don't think he was lucky. Steven, I'll I'll, I'll say this. They chose the wrong quarterback to let go. They should have sent Wentz to Jacksonville instead of sending Nick Foles. 
Foles, two years in a row, man. Won a Super Bowl and almost got to another conference championship game. If Alshon Jeffries catches that pass, as I've been saying to you in New Orleans, he'd have been in two NFC championship games. You're not going to send a guy away going to two NFC championship games. You're just not. I don't argue how he saved himself out by maneuvering the picks and getting multiple first. That's what started the upswing. In the second round, it's very educated guess, technically. You can't grade intangibles. Brian, he, he, had, he had to make and think about that pick. By the way, just to set it up, I've got the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. I want to hit on that. I want to show you about winning in the playoffs for quarterback records. We got week 10 of the National Football League. As I said, Dave wants that. We got a boatload of stuff. I'm going to get to something else here in a second. I'm going to move off Howie here in a second here. They absolutely should have kept Foles and developed Hurts behind him in a perfect world. That's Howie messing up, though, isn't it? They rolled the dice on the wrong guy. The guy that actually won the game for you. That must have been a very difficult decision for Jeffrey Laurie and Howie to make to let Foles go. That that had to be. You gambled. Let's go with Wentz. Look at look look at how that completely set the franchise back for a few years. You're lucky because you may have gotten lucky with Jalen. Right? Jalen is his guy. Jalen may have saved his reputation. Maybe he will pay him. I'm glad I wrote what I wrote down now about the highest paid guys. Okay? Can I ask you about one of your players now? Let me ask you this. Who is this player? Zero catches. Game one, seven catches, game two, eight catches, game three, three catches, game four, 10 catches, game 10. Here's the last three weeks, five catches, Cowboys, five catches, Steelers, two catches, Texans. You're right, Stevante Smith. Let's take a look at this and what he's done so far. So you're telling me he's got 12 catches in the last three weeks? First two weeks of the season, he had seven combined. So you had zero yards in the first game. You had 80 in the second. You had a hell of a game against Washington, who you're playing Monday night, 169 yards. Then watch this. You had 17 yards against the Jags. 87. I think anything over 75 is a good game and a good day in today's NFL. You had 87 against the Cards. Now watch this the last three weeks. 44 yards, 23 yards, and 22 yards. 
So in the last three weeks of the season, as the Eagles are 8-0, most important thing, you're 8-0. Nick goes like this, Smith slander by Sills. What, pointing out that you've only had 12 catches for, let's see, 67, 89 yards? In three weeks, he's had 89 yards receiving and 12 catches. Takeaways. What's your takeaway on that? I'll give you... That's what I'm going to ask. What's your takeaway on that? Different weapon every week? I only think he's been a weapon twice this year. Out of the eight games, he's only been a factor. By the way, let me circle back and go like this. I don't think this is Devontae's fault. But this is the same shit as last year. This is the same shit as last year. Not really concerned about it. Seals, you watching the games? I am. I'm talking about production here. I think it really depends on the matchup. No. I'm asking a question. My takeaway is the Eagles beat teams in so many different ways with AJ and Goddard. It's hard to feed everyone, okay? They're not using him right. How do you get him more involved? Here, let's do this. Leo goes, Sills, if it isn't broken, don't fix it. So you drafted a guy in the in the first round. It's not broken, don't fix it? By the way, I think he's a fabulous player, a fabulous teammate, a great talent. Not saying that. This is not this. Well, this guy sucks. That's absolutely not even in the conversation here. Not even in the conversation. You got a wide receiver here. You got a wide receiver here. You're not using. 89, 87 yards. 89 yards in three weeks. 12 catches. First two weeks of the season, 80 yards, seven catches. He's had one decent game. Decent. He's had one really good game. The eight catches for 169 against Washington. Flex says he only got three catches less than AJ. AJ's more productive then. That's a good point. Let's take a look at that. Let's take a look at that. How many receiving yards does A.J. Brown have? He's got 718. How many yards does Devontae Smith have? 442. AJ's a number one. What's Devontae? 
Marina goes, Smith's yards after the catch aren't very good. T. Carr, what's your point here, Sills? You can improve more if you can find him. You you don't use all your weapons in a game. That's my point. You pick one or two guys. This this has to be a fundamental way of coaching Jalen. Because Jalen doesn't sit back there and throw the ball around the yard like Tua Tagovailoa does. Tua puts three guys in the game. Three guys traditionally have great numbers. The Miami Dolphin passing game doesn't look remotely like it did a year ago. By the way, it's not a rip. I'm asking, this is a way to have the team improve itself here even more. You're not using this guy. You got 12 catches for 89 yards in the last three weeks against shitty teams. The Cowboys not shitty. But so against the Texans and the Steelers. You got seven catches for 45 yards in a shitbox team. Those two teams. Now, are we trying to say the Eagle wide receivers are not good? Where did you make that point? I'm saying your quarterback doesn't throw to everybody on the field. Doesn't get everybody involved. It could be even more. Is this by design? I think. I think they know that the quarterback is limited when it comes to progression reading. And that's why you don't see Devontae Smith part of the process here. He's not. The numbers think, hey, this ain't me talking. This is the production. Look at the lack of production. 12 catches for, here, let's go to the last two shitty weeks. Seven catches for 45 yards. You have a donut also in the season? I don't know. Anton says, I hate to say it, but it's because Jalen is a one-read guy. He is. Shakir goes, Eagles are number three in offense. Then why does Devontae have less than mediocre? By the way, in today's NFL, Devontae, for a second straight year, is going to put up average numbers. 950. More, probably more catches. 900 yards in today's NFL is not elite. Which means this to me. Once again, we're still in the process of having Jalen Hurts still become an elite quarterback. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Allen. He's not any of these guys yet. Not when you've got a weapon like Devontae Smith and you still can't find him. Am I wrong? We're eight no. Get it. I get it. Well, one day you're not going to have all these weapons. The day you start putting a paycheck in his hand that's significant, you're not going to have all this. It's going to be taken from him. It's like it's taken from Dak. He got 80 yards less than Goddard and Smith and had a donut the first week. It's not as bad as you're saying? Okay. Here's the last three weeks, 12 catches for 89 yards. First two weeks of the season, seven catches, 80 yards. That's four of the half. That's half. And in the Cowboy game, he had five catches for 44. The Jags game, he had three catches for 70, 17 yards. 
You're making it sound like this guy's having some prolific year. He's not. What happens to this guy? Remember what I told you at the beginning of the year? Devontae Smith was going to be the casualty of this. And he is. I'd be curious to see Smith's stats versus Gabe Davis. Okay? Who the hell is Gabe Davis? Gabe Davis stats. Buffalo Bills, that's right. Very nice. Eighteen catches for four hundred and fifty one yards. This guy's got eighteen catches for four hundred and fifty one yards. And he's got a twenty five point one yards per catch. 18 catches and four touchdowns. He's got double the touchdowns. That's really great. Holy cow. (laughs) This guy's got only, let's see. Devontae in the last two weeks, three weeks has 12 catches for 89. This guy here has seven more catches. And in that process has 451 yards receiving and a 25.1 yards. <laughs> oh my God. That's the number two guy in Buffalo? Holy shit. Holy cow. That's the number the number two guy. I looked at it, I went, he's got 18 catches. Then I looked at it when he's almost got 500 yards. He's got 200 yards less than A.J. Brown. He's got 18 catches. That's insane. Holy cow. So Allen can't spread the field. With a guy getting 25 yards a catch, you only have to do that twice a game. Dominique. This guy's got 451 yards, and you're telling me he's not spreading it around? Whoa! Wait, does he have more yards? Does that kid have more yards? Gabe, what's his name? Gabe Davis. That can't be right. Gabriel Davis. Holy cow. Here, let's take a look at his games. This guy, this guy this year, four catches 88, three catches 37, one for 13, three for 171 yards, four for 84, four for 50, three for 50. Tell you what, man, that guy's got 18 catches and he's averaging 25 yards a catch. Good for that kid. Wow, that's going to get you paid. That's going to get you paid big money there. Again, my point is, when does Devontae become part of the offense? Oh, I forgot, this is a team effort because that's what most wide receivers in the NFL. I know he's a different cat. I'm with you. 
Yet the Eagles are still winning. I'm not saying they're not. I'm saying you would be even more powerful if you used all your weapons instead of just picking out one guy a game. I mean, the reason you have two wide receivers on a football team in two positions is to try to get the ball to everyone. I mean, why even have another wide receiver? Here's what the Eagles do. Well, it's Goddard's day, and it's only his day. They must, like, flip a coin. Whose day is it today? It's AJ's day. Instead of it being everyone's day like it is in Kansas City. Okay? Again, doesn't this make the team better if they're able to start implementing more? Now, look, I'll tell you something that's being brought up a lot, and I agree with. Jalen's running less. Maybe that's going to open up Devontae in the second half of the season. Maybe it does. Okay? What do you mean it's coming to stir the pot? What are you talking about? Stir the pot. I'm just, you can't, you can't tell me that a first-round pick who has a donut on the season no elite guy has donuts. And, hey, and in the last two weeks against the greatness of the Texans and Steelers, you got seven catches for 45 yards and telling me that things are going great for him. Maniac, what up, brother? You're asking Jalen to do something. He can't, Sills. He's not a progression guy. Okay. I doubt it hurts his field blind. Oh, I think he is. Sills Deverson had a donut in week two. Did he? Okay. Sills, I agree with you spreading the ball for more decisions for Hurts. Michael, it only makes him better, wouldn't it? Right? Just saying. I looked at those Devontae Smith numbers and went, damn. And you got a guy, Gabriel Davis, who's averaging 25 yards a catch, and he's the number two guy. And he's got more yards on 18 catches than what Smith does, who has a few less catches than A.J. Brown. (laughs) Okay. And that's going to still translate into him having a 1,000-yard season? No, uh uh-uh. Not happening. Not happening. All right. The next nine weeks. The next nine weeks of the NFL season will answer a lot of questions about Jalen Hurts. Green Bay, the Cowboys, probably the Giant games. I don't think so much about stats. I think it's more about how he performs in those games. Because I'm going to make a point to you guys here. Okay? Dak Prescott this weekend, you better beat a down Packer team. The two biggest games, in my opinion, for the Cowboys and Dak Prescott, I think it's the Packer game this weekend, and I I think it's the Christmas Eve game against Jalen. Why in the world am I paying you $40 million a year? Why am I paying you? You know what, Kay Robinson? I think 
I think Rodgers may win this game this weekend. He destroys the Cowboys every time he plays them. And he does own the Cowboys. Okay? Dak Prescott better beat Green Bay. It's at Lambeau Field. Bro, you better win that ball game. Or you know what's going to happen on Monday? Yours truly is going to start doing this. Cowboys have to get off him as fast as they can and move him or trade him. He's not going to win you a game that matters. Or the game at the end of the thing that matters the most, which is the he's not going to win you that. He will never win you that. The amount of if you're going to pay forty million dollars for a quarterback, he better be able to win games like that. You can't have a guy making one point five million bucks and Jalen Hurts kick your ass all up and down the field at AT and T, and then turn around and look at your owner and go, "Hey, I'm justified. I'm being paid this money." You lost to Rodgers and you lost to Jalen Hurts. Dude, not happening. The Cowboys, you the Cowboys are so they're so nailed to that salary cap now that they can't do any lateral movement to try to improve the team. They're not going to be able to improve the team for the next four years. They're not. I think the Packers are going to win too. I, I, look, man, I don't even have to really break it down. The Eagles are going to destroy that Washington team on Monday. It's not going to be close. And I and I love the talking heads trying to make – they're going to kick the shit out of that team. That's it. You know what, too? In a division opponent, you're supposed to kick the shit out of that team. Don't let them think they have life. You know, you, you hit him, run him over, kill him. Kill him. Don't wound him. The Washington Redskin Commander Snyder's, whatever you want to call that shitbox organization. Kill it. Kill it. You go into that game stomping their brains out. You're going to kill that team. They're even saying this. When Wentz comes back, they're going back to him. Just think about it when you have to pay Parsons. Dak's going to be the casualty. Flex, Hurts got the right mindset. He was on with Kelsey's brother's broadcast or podcast, and he was saying how he knows he needs a team around him, doesn't want to be the highest paid quarterback. That's a great sign. That's why I wrote this down. When it comes to the highest paid quarterbacks, I have the top 13 or 14, I think. I'm going to get to that here in a minute. If Dak, hey, Dak's, Dak Prescott has a shitload of pressure on him. He's got to win to justify the money. So far, this is what, watch this. Can I show you this? Before you start handing out paychecks to Jalen Hurts, you ready? Goff's money, failure. Wentz's money, failure. Russell Wilson's new contract, failure. Hmm. I'm gonna, we're going to get to this in a second here. 
Dak Prescott, failure money. You know, everyone goes, what's the market? So Dak's contract sucks. Goff's contract sucks. Wentz's contract sucks. Wilson's contract sucks. And you want to be part of that group? Mahomes, uh, I think he's living up to his contract. Four straight AFC championship games, a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl MVP, a regular season MVP. I think he's pretty good with it. Hurst should be top 10 paid. Good night. Yeah, you'll never win a game. Let's go to that now. Here are the highest paid quarterbacks in the National Football League for 2022. Rodgers at 50.3 million. Is that contract worth it? Let's let's play the game here. Has the contract you know, it's not really fair because he just signed this this year. But he's made a shitload. You think Rodgers' $50 million contract has been worth the investment by the Packers? No? No? I agree. You know how much money Brady's making this year? $25 million. There's your Jalen Hurts factor. So we circle him. Russell Wilson second at $49 million. You think that contract is worth it? On what he just signed with the Broncos? Off to a bumpy start, ain't it? Off to a bumpy start. How about we put incomplete? Because he just signed it. I don't think it's fair. Incomplete. Kyler Murray, 46.1, is third. He just signed it. But the coach may be fired after Sunday's game. You sign a brand new contract that pays you almost $50 million a year, and in the process, that gets your coach fired? How do you think that thing looks right now for Steve Keim and the Bidwells? Dude, I, I you know, it'd be fair for me to say it's a failure, but I'm going to say incomplete here too. But, dude, that thing's not going anywhere. There's no... Aaron Rodgers, who's probably the greatest spinner of the football, which means the greatest thrower of the football, okay? 50 million? Probably, but not really because you haven't delivered. And I've said this before about Favre and Rodgers. So for 30 football years, you've had Favre and Rodgers and you won only two Super Bowls? I don't know. They're doing something in Green Bay that's not right. Because in San Francisco, 
When you had Montana and Young, you won five of them. You won five Super Bowls with Montana and Young in less time. And you've had Favre and Rodgers for 30 years. 30 years. And you won two? Deshaun Watson, we don't know yet. That's incomplete. Wow, look at all the huge question marks about the money that's being spent on some of these guys. Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson. Patrick Mahomes, I'm going to put a star by that guy's name. He's living up to everything that Lee Steinberg, his agent, and the Hunt family have put in front of him. He's been a great representative for the NFL, for the Chiefs. My opinion, Patrick Mahomes has been an absolute superstar. So we're at five, and he makes $45 million a year. Number six. He's Josh Allen at $43 million a year. Kid's the guy that's in the conversation right now for the most valuable player award. And by the way, Jalen Hurts last year in the playoffs was terrible. Josh Allen in the playoffs, that Bills team didn't lose because of him. They didn't lose because of him. That guy was spectacular. Xander and I came out on Monday, and you know what we were saying? I want one of those. I want one of those. That's what I want. I want one of those. Another guy. Question marks on health this week. We'll talk about it. How about this one? Yeah, well, wake me up when Jalen beats a team that matters or wins a game that's significant. I think you're going to see this contract moved. Derek Carr is seventh. He makes $40.5 million. You think the Raiders are getting their return on investment? That's a terrible contract. Two guys are tied for eight. Dak Prescott and Matthew Stafford. You know, you could theoretically say that the contract for Stafford worked out. They won a Super Bowl. They're terrible this year. They're going to be terrible next year. The Stafford contract got a Super Bowl. You paid $40 million, and Cooper Cup had a transcendent year. You delivered a Super Bowl in a relocation football organization. You won fans. You got a brand-new stadium. I don't know. I I think Stafford was worth the investment. They won a Super Bowl. They moved off golf, went with him, and they won. 
This Dak Prescott contract at $40 million. He's got one playoff win. He's got one playoff win. Number 10, Cousins, 35 million. Have they got the return on investment? Well, he's not in the 40s. He's in the 30s. They're seven and one. He's won a ton of games. Coach really didn't like him. I don't know. At the end of the day, you could say whatever you want about Kirk Cousins. He's got a pretty damn good record since he's been in Washington. It's under market value. You're not paying $47 million. Kyler Murray makes more than a guy who's thrown for 4,000 yards seven times in the last 10 years. How's that possible? To me, that's a steal. Jared Goff, 33-5. What a terrible contract. Has to be one of the worst in the league. Carson Wentz, $32 million for the Commandos. Commandos, Commanders, Redskins, Snyders, suck-ass organization. Who cares what their name is? I'm going to start calling them, guess what? The Washington subpoenas. Carson Wentz makes $32 million a year. Wow. Then you got Matt Ryan at 30. Let's see how many of these quarterbacks are winners. Rodgers is a winner. Wilson's a winner. Murray? Kind of. Deshaun? Keep an eye on that. How many games did he actually win when he was in Houston? I don't think many. Josh Allen has turned the franchise around in Buffalo. They had 11 years of awful football. Derek Carr? Dak, because the division stunk forever and they owned the Eagles. He's seven and three against them. And owns the Commanders, owns the Giants. Dak's feasted on every team in the NFC East. Stafford, really? Cousins? Against, once you get under the 40 million, unless you're Wentz in golf. You're under market value. You're $15 million under market value. So my question here is this. What does Jalen fit in that? You think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to pay $50.5 million for a quarterback who can't even find Devontae Smith? And when you have a lesser team because of the money you're going to pay, you're confident that he's going to be able to carry a football team and you're not going to be part of the golf and Wentz contract situation again because you can't put the team around him. One of the reasons why that Wentz team also fell apart, bad contracts, 
and you had to start dumping guys. Who was Wentz throwing to in his last two years in Philly? Garbage cans. Where, where does he fit in here? Now, it's good to hear that he doesn't want to be the highest paid guy. Okay. What exactly does that mean? What exactly does that mean? Okay. He's not having trouble finding W's. What a playoff game, dude. Then come talk to me. Beating the Texans, the Commandos, and the Steelers doesn't move it for me. Jay Bell, Sills, I agree with you. But what's the alternative? You just let Jalen leave? No, I think you've got to be smart and you're hoping that this kid, which I think he is, has a good head on his shoulders to know, I've got to do what Brady did. And again, it's hard when you have an agent, especially an agency like Clutch Sports, to sit there and not want to get the most money you possibly can. By the way, if he gets bounced in the opening round, Eagles will use that against him. We can't pay the man any more than 35. 7 million. Bro, he's not going to take 7 million. Odell Beckham's going to make 7 million when he walks. He, by the way, was cleared today. And he's going to pick a team soon. Jerry may have to come up with 10 million bucks. Sills wants to let Jalen leave and trade the farm for Josh Allen. Okay. You might get him for 40 a year if you're lucky. 40 a year? We're talking now. We're not talking at 46, 50 million. I I think it's somewhere 35, maybe. I think it's 30, 35 if you want to keep that team intact. If he's not a $45 million a year guy. I don't care what his record is. Garoppolo's record is 41 and 19 and has done a billion times more things. And he'll never make $45 million in the open market. The guy in San Francisco wins more than your guy. And you say, well, he wins in spite of. That's not true. It's a lie. Anytime someone posts that or says that, it's a lie. Because when he's not in the starting lineup, they lose at a magnificent rate. I've told you this. Kyle Shanahan is 9-29 without him. There is no way to look at that other than that. And Garoppolo is far from elite. And he'll never make $45 million. He wins more than Jalen. Shit, he wins more than... Just about every quarterback in the league right now. Jimmy G's a bum and overrated. Okay, well, I'll take I'll take his record. Again, I want to get I want to double check that. I want to make sure I'm right because I saw. I'm, and when we get to the top of the hour, I want to show you something else here. 
that we got on playoff teams and quarterbacks records here. Cause I, and I went deeper into it. Jimmy Garoppolo stats. Let me go here and take a look at this. And I want to, I want to, I want to make sure that I'm getting exactly right. Okay. 36. And 17 and five and two. He's 41, 19, and oh, with two NFC championship appearances and one NFC title and a Super Bowl appearance. 41 and 19 is overrated. No, Drew Bledsoe's overrated. 41 and 19. Anybody who posts that is an idiot. 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 L goes, we understand Seals Garoppolo is your Italian brother and Jalen is our green brother. No, I'm pointing out that you're not going to pay a guy who's 41 and 19, and all you guys keep throwing at me is he's a winner and telling me, well, Garoppolo's doesn't count. And Jalen's a 45. What makes Jalen Hurts a $45 million a year player? His eight no start? Jesus, man. This kid here who's not going to make, I think Garoppolo's making right now $29 million or $25 million. I know he took a $9 million haircut. So wait a minute here. So, winning matters for Jalen at eight and zero. This guy's forty-one and nineteen, and it doesn't matter. And he sucks, and he's overrated. What what what's your what's your barometer on how you're paying a guy that's done nothing forty-five million? Where are you seeing that? What is the one tangible thing that makes it so that he deserves forty-five million? That's what I'm getting to here. I'm trying to figure it out. What what is the one metric you're using? Eight and zero. The market? I don't think he's that good when it comes to being these other guys. He's not Mahomes. He's not he, he's not Rogers. He's not Allen. You got a wide receiver on your team who in the last two weeks has got 12 catches for 89 yards. Who's drafted in the first round? You can't get the ball to him for two years now. I mean, Devontae Smith, since he's been an Eagle, has put on pedestrian numbers. Pedestrian. It's better this year in the catch department. Not so much in the yards. It's kind of pretty much status quo. A.J. Brown coming in the building has actually stunted his growth. It's almost the same as a year ago. That's not true. Well, yeah, it is. I've got it in front of me. Yeah, it is. This is not hyperbole. I actually wrote them down. You want to pay a guy 50 million bucks who single targets guys every, by design, I believe, doesn't spread the ball around. We're third in offense. I know. Wait till that schedule hits next year.
Dak Prescott sucks in big games. Steven says that Hurts is average on a great team, just like Wentz. I don't think he's average. Steven, I don't think Jalen Hurts, and and if I came, I do not believe he's average. I think he's a versatile threat. I do. I think he's versatile. Absolutely wanted Watson. I'll take him every night. That's why he got 230 million guaranteed. Sills, is Jalen supposed to force feed Devontae? No. He's just not a guy who's going to get him the football. Every week. Or every three weeks. Anton says, I agree with you, Dan. If Howie pays Hurts too early, he'll be back in the doghouse. Depends on what that number is. So, again, this is all going to depend. I want to show you something about winning in today's NFL. Okay? By the way, week 10 of the NFL, hour number three, Dave Wanstatt from the NFL on Fox and also college football will join us. Okay? Some pretty good college football games. Man, we got a ton of shit. Nick Sirianni also said something about my boy Frank Reich, which I loved. Hour number two, hit the like button. Here on a football Friday, keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. 
we've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. National Football Show. Appreciate you coming aboard. Thank you so much. Don't forget, Dave wants that in hour number three. We will talk to him, get his thoughts. By the way, I want to talk to him about Jonathan Gannon. Dave, one of the best defensive coordinators going around. So, yeah, you see what Danny says? Pay hurts. That's exactly what they said about Dak. Look where the Cowboys are now. All good. Good luck to you. You'll need it. I want to show you guys one thing, too. By the way, we'll look at week 10. I want to show you something. Guys cap on Garoppolo and guys like that all the time. I want to show you this. The greatest postseason champion in NFL history is Tom Brady with 35 playoff wins. Think about that. 35 playoff wins. Second is Montana with 16. Listen to these records of guys you revere more than you do. Um, say guys like Garoppolo or you're throwing shade on Aaron Rodgers. How many people think Aaron Rodgers, again, is not worth the $50 million that he's making? How many people think Aaron Rodgers is not worth it? Not worth the money. The two biggest win, I would say probably the three biggest winners. Now, Bradshaw, 14 and 5, Montana at 16 and 7, and Brady at 35 and 12. Okay? How many people think that Aaron Rodgers is not worth the money of $50 million? How many people think that? Win a play, win in the playoffs, get paid 9 and 0 isn't worth shit completely. I don't care what that means, nothing. Danny says he's not. Okay, let's take a look at this. These are quarterbacks that the media and fans love and are revered. Here's their postseason record. Brett Favre, 13-11, and 11, 542. Playoff record, two games over 500. Peyton Manning. 14 and 13, 519 win percentage. Really? Here's Drew Brees, 9 and 9, 500. Here's Dan Marino, 8 and 10. Here's Steve Young, 8 and 6. Here's your boy Randall Cunningham, three and six. 
So my, my point is, you, you, you folks make it sound like winning in the postseason is easy. Elway is 14-7. and seven. I'm actually shocked with that, Shakir, because he did lose. I, th- I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's been to five Super Bowls. I think he's two and three. I, I, I think that's his record. So when you say that Aaron Rodgers sucks, so does Manning, Favre, Breeze, Marino, Young, Cunningham, they all blow too? Peyton Manning is 14 and 13. I wouldn't write home about that. Hey, and some would go, well, he he had to play against Brady. Well, Roethlisberger is 16 and 7. No, excuse me. He's 13 and he's 13 and 6. I don't know. One more Super Bowls than Manning at one team. He's got two. Manning won them at two different places, Colts and Denver. All great quarterbacks, right, Joshua? Postseason. Postseason is where my point is. These games are all magnified, though. In those 13 and 11 or those 14 and 13, there's been iconic moments in games. They're worth 10 times. You're paid and your legacy is built on 13. Get this. Think of this. Brett Favre's legacy is built on 13 and 11. Manning's is 14 and 13. Rodgers is 11 and 10. Even Drew Brees, 9 and 9. Not what you did in a regular season. Doesn't matter. These games all matter when you get to the postseason. What's happening in today's NFL? People are so quick to pay these guys. Eagles are... The Eagles and the Rams set the bar on the dumbest moves you could possibly have in the last 15 years at the quarterback position. Maybe, no, wait a minute. I'll take that back. Probably the stupidest has to be the Mayfield decision. And they picked his contract option up for his fifth year, which was even more moronic. The guy sucked. You had 65 games. You saw it, and you still picked up his fifth-year option. I mean, really, I, 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 I'll say Eagles and Rams were the second dumbest. And the first were the Cleveland Browns. Okay? Well, yeah, but they were both in the same time frame, I think, if I'm not mistaken. The golf and Wentz deals, you thought you had your guy. And think about that for a minute, too. Look at, look at when you decide to pay somebody. Wentz was playing pretty damn good football. Am I right? From his rookie year to, what, 18? Would we say that? From his rookie year to 2018, Wentz looked like the guy. All of a sudden, it nosedived. Right? It nosedived. It is such a gamble to pay these guys if you ain't right. I'll tell you this. I'd rather do this. Yale, tell me if you agree with this. I would rather fail 
drafting a quarterback in the draft than getting tied into my salary cap with one of these guys. Because you can't do any – Howie won't be able to – and here's something else that Howie loves. Howie's not a drafter. He's marginal at best. This guy's a free agent and a trade guy. That's what he's made his bones on. And if you get if Howie gets tied into one of these contracts like he did with Wentz, his strength's taken away. He knows this. We've been talking all week about Roseman's strength. We started the show off with it. He's not the greatest drafter. Okay? Executive of the year? This is the guy, same guy that poured gas on it. This is the same guy that lit the franchise on fire. And I'm giving him credit because he hosed it down and built the house back up? Okay, I guess. I mean, that's part of it, and he has. But he lit the place on fire. Okay? Richie goes, he drafted MVP. I'll never win it. Ever. You get tied into, I'd rather fail drafting a quarterback instead of paying $40 million a year over five years. And that completely destroys my cap and my ability to move around like the Buccaneers. Now, what's cool about Brady, Brady took a big signing bonus and it de-escalated his base. Brady knows that. That's why he's making... Tom Brady makes $25 million this year. That's what his base salary is. Okay? Yeah, Howie's not a draft guy. <laughs> you, drafted a, you, you drafted a wide receiver you can't get the ball to. You got a guy in Buffalo who's got 18 catches, almost 500 yards. I don't know. I think they'll try to work something out, especially if they go far. Yeah, I think they will too. And to hear that Jalen would be open to it, okay, good. Greasy goes, Plunkett's postseason record's 8-2. and two. He's got two Super Bowls too. All second contracts with quarterbacks in the NFL should be $25 million. The QB can earn extra cash by winning, having incentives in there. Uh, it's, that's Hey, Andrew, that's good thinking, okay? It's too team-friendly. I don't want to be so much on the owner's side here with that. But if you want to win Super Bowls, you've got to think kind of where you're at right now. He has already been wrong more than anyone. I haven't been wrong on anything. All you are is eight. No, you don't win anything for that. You don't even win a hat. Hey, bird gang, you don't even win a hat. You don't have a shirt yet. All you win is admiration. You're eight. No. And you got the Washington shit bags on Monday. You got a schedule of shit bags, Texans, Steelers, commandos. Oh, then the greatness of Sam Ellinger. You don't win anything for that, boss. Razor, I know. 
been wrong. I'm not wrong on anything yet that I've said, except the two and five start. Other than that, we'll see. Still got nine ball games. How you doing? Your boy Randall Cunningham, three and six. Randall had no help, though. Matthew says, hey, Sills, who's a, a Jalen's agent? This just in, Clutch Sports. Clutch Sports is <laughs> his agency. I'm sure they're going to walk in, like I said a couple days ago. Listen, you know, I know the market value right now. Kyler just got 46. Deshaun got 46. But because we're really good folks here, here's a contract for $30 million. You know, we'll take $15, $18 million under the cap, and we'll be good people. <laughs> um, the Washington hey, – hey, Joseph, the Washington Snyders. <laughs> you made an 8-0 hat? Oh, yeah, 8-0, 8-0, man. I like that. It's like an 8-ball hat, <laughs> right? You got like an 8-ball hat. Got eight on it, like an eight ball. Just big, just put a big eight with a bird on it. Eight. Hey, you see the trophy we won for being eight? No? It's wonderful. It's about this big. Oh, here, like this. How you doing? <coughs> hey, so what did the Eagles win? This. I can't believe. I never noticed Evan Longoria signed that for me when he won the, um, the Rawlings gold glove. Isn't that crazy? He gave he goes here, sales, threw it to me. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I guess so, you know, I collect everything. He won the gold glove. It's a gold glove. They gave these to the to the guys. Evan Longoria signed it. <laughs> Never knew that. My my daughter goes, Look, who's that? I go, Oh my god, Longoria signed it. I got all kinds of dumb stuff. Hey, yeah, Xander's like, this is the official 8-0 trophy. We've Xander and I have dubbed it. Uh, the Eagles, congratulations. I'd like to present this to all you guys. This is the 8-ball trophy. You guys, actually, I got a better one, Xander. Hold on for a minute. This is from... It's Waterford. The other one's Tiffany. Okay, that's my alumni from the Bucks. This is a Waterford crystal. Some of you folks out there might not know what that is. It's not Waterfalls. It's Waterford. It's Waterford crystal. This is officially the 8-0 Philadelphia Eagle trophy here. Oh, Xander wants us to be the 10-0 trophy? All right, so this is what we'll do. This is 8-0. This will be the 10-0 because you play a bunch of shitbag teams anyway, so you should get there. So here's your – this is going to be – damn, this thing's heavy. Not kidding. This thing's heavy. It's a Waterford Crystal. Look at that. Waterford Crystal. I know some of you um, aristocrats out there will know what that is. People like Xander know, big money. They drink out of Waterford, you know – Martini glasses. Me and you are beer drinkers. <laughs> Richie, get off my deflated football. 
don't talk about my deflated football ever again. It's very personal to me. Okay? Clutch don't make the final decision. Hurts does, homie. <laughs> really? Okay. I'm sure they're recommending. Hey, you take $20 million less. Yeah. Eagles beat the top two teams in the NFC. Congratulations. There's the trophy to prove it. Jeep goes, where's your trophy? You don't have any. Uh, just my three national title rings. Or no, my two national title rings, my NFL alumni, my Atlantic Coast Conference, my game balls, a letter from the President of the United States. You're right, I don't have any trophies probably. Never thought about that. I just got rings, game balls, <laughs> and letters from the president. You're right. I never thought about that. Not a lot of trophies. That one trophy back there is my wife's. There's oh yeah, there's a game ball or not a game ball, but I was a Lombard. I was an Outland Trophy finalist. Never thought about that. I was on the um, All Pro ballot. No Pro Bowl ballot. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I never thought about the trophy thing. Huh. Okay. Don't they give trophies for winning in Thanksgiving? You mean the Thanksgiving Day game? I'm not sure about that. Sills has no contest. Just hoping the Eagles lose. Jesus, Cramony. We talked about the highest paid guys. We talked playoffs. We talked Howie. We talked the next nine games. We talked Dak Prescott. We talked Devontae Smith. And a trophy wife. That's my biggest trophy. Well, that's my second biggest trophy. How you doing? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's Friday. Give me a break. I'll, hey, I'll take all your memorabilia if Devontae gets 1,000 yards. I'm sure he's on pace. Hey, he's, you know how you guys say he's on pace? But Jesus, man. He's got seven catches for 45 yards in two weeks. He's got 12 catches over three weeks for 89 yards. Yeah, he's well on his way. It's a great average. I'm sure he'll have 200 yards this week. <laughs> hey, silly, I'll tell Clutch to clutch these gifts. So, <laughs> oh. With a giant suitcase full of hundreds out of the back door. All right, let me move on here. Jesus, gravity. So Nick Sirianni. Another paisan. You know, it's funny. I reported this a couple days ago, or maybe a week ago, Xander. I said, be on the lookout for Frank Reich to be part of the coaching staff this coming offseason. You know, it wouldn't shock me if Frank is already in the building. And those guys are already having conversations about him joining the staff as a consultant. What, 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 did, what did Sirianni say today? Frank Reich will always be a consultant, official or unofficial, to me and to this organization. Gee, pretty ballsy to make that public like that. 
he'll always have influence over the Eagles as long as he's the head football coach. Hmm. Now, Nick will make the final call along with Howie, but that's pretty resonating there to think that you would go public and say something like that when someone asked the question, because you knew somebody in Philly was going to ask that, what would Frank Reich's potential involvement be with the Eagles? And he happily answered, well, he's either going to be – here, let me, let, me, let me dissect it for you. A, he's either going to be part of it or he's going to be somewhere else that he wants to be. Maybe with Doug. Maybe take the $8 bucks that's owed to him. Sit out a year, pick his job. Look, the shit show that is the Indianapolis Colts, they're not going to hold that against him working for that maniac. No one's going to hold that against him. You imagine working for, hey, listen, as hard as I think it is to work for Jerry Jones, working for a guy like Jim Irsay, you don't know what you get when you go to work every day. And we all know what that's like when you got people like that in the building. One day they're this, the next day they're that. It's uncomfortable and aggravating. That's why you like people that are genuine. Frank's, I've known Frank Reich 45 years. Okay? I've known him since I was 17 years old. I've known him a long time. And he's as quality of a man as you can get. And if you're lucky to get a guy like that in the Philadelphia, why wouldn't you want that? Okay. Yeah, Jim. Yeah, Leo. Jim Mercy. That's why I always told people, you know why people hate Trump? Because he acts like an NFL owner. Leo, that's right. 32 NFL owners act like Donald Trump. Trump is like an NFL owner. They're going to say shit you just don't get. They're going to be great to work for, but they're going to talk shit on you. Jerry talks shit on his own players. He talks shit on his coach. He talks shit on the league, other owners. He just does it with a different style than Trump. Most Americans could never be spoken to on how they're spoken to by other NFL owners. I'll tell you a great thing, Xander. I'm going to say this. I had a spirited conversation once with Xander's dad. But he knew, I, he knew that I'd been trained by that. I get it. Understood. And we moved on and everything's great. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody could do that. You got to know who that guy is and where he's coming from. Not everybody understands that. Manster, wouldn't doubt me if they've had conversations already. That would not, that would not shock me if they've already said, or how we read. Well, wait a minute. Let me ask you this, guys. The owner of the Eagles called Frank. And Frank recommended Nick Sirianni. And it's worked out. Sirianni recommended Shane Steichen. Sirianni 
recommended many guys on that coaching staff because he asked Frank, where would Nick know who to call? He's so new to the game. He calls Frank. Frank, I'm going to show you something, how many jobs Frank Reich has. Let me show you this. Frank Reich, Wikipedia. I want to show you guys something here on Frank Reich here, okay? Two thousand six intern Colts. Two thousand eight offensive coaching staff assistant. Two thousand twelve Arizona Cardinal wide receiver coach. Two thousand thirteen San Diego Chargers quarterback coach. Two thousand fourteen to fifteen. Offensive coordinator, Chargers. Phillip Rivers' most success. That's why Jalen watches Phillip Rivers' tape. Get this. Think about this. So Jalen Hurt, here's why he's going to be an Eagle coach. Okay, hang on. Watch this. Remember when Jalen Hurts was on the Monday night cast with the Mannings? What did he say? I watch a lot of Phillip Rivers' film. You mean he watches a lot of Philip Rivers film from both the Colts when Nick Sirianni was the offensive coordinator and when Frank was the offensive coordinator? And gee, guess who the wide receiver coach was in San Diego? Nick Sirianni. Why not bring the guy in the building that you're watching tape on that created that offense that he's using now? Instead of watching film, you can have Frank sitting next to Jalen and Frank going, what do you see? I've been in the room with Frank when he talked to Rivers. See? That's why Sirianni, when he said it today, they've already talked. They've already got Vic Fangio a former NFL head coach as a consultant. Now you're going to bring in, get this, now you're going to... Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Bring in Frank Reich for the playoff run that he orchestrated in 2017. I don't know about you, but if I'm the owner of the Eagles and I'm the general manager that watched that whole thing play out and Frank can help Nick in the playoff stretch run, how in your right mind would you not want him in the building? Giving his experience his input, what he's seeing with the development of Jalen, helping Jalen go through the film that he's watching of an offense he created. You're going to be able to talk to the author. Instead of reading his book, you're going to be in the room with the author of the book. Bring him in. By the way, not to undermine Shane Steichen, that's not what this is. Frank would never do that, too. He's not that guy. He's not a conniver. He's one of the most – the reason why he connected with Foles and the reason why he connects with backup quarterbacks and the reason why he connects with as many people as he can, because Frank's not a very good liar either. He's not a bullshit artist. When you talk to Frank Reich, Frank Reich wants to help you. He wants to get the most and maximum out of you and give you the best opportunity for success. There's no resistance with him. That's why when Doug Peterson and Frank Reich took the helm after Wentz, they looked over at Foles and went like this. Can you imagine if you were Nick Foles in 17 and you had Frank Reich and Doug Peterson? What was the one common denominator between those three? They're all backups. We got you. We believe in you and we got you. We got you. And, and Nick Foles bought it and believed it. Result? Result was exactly what I just said. Imagine if the Colts had hired McDaniel instead. I know. It had been a bigger train wreck. Frank worked magic with Doug and Wentz and Foles. Yeah, the magic of a Lombardi trophy. Ending all the suffering for decades. Imagine this. I can, I, hey, I don't know about you guys. Maybe you guys can give me a little bit of insight. You guys must have been so deflated when Wentz went down. Well, there goes our chances. Not Doug and Frank Reich. 
They didn't see it that way. When you want a guy like that, as they go through uncharted territory, because I brought this up to you yesterday. What do you got? Lane, Kelsey, Fletcher, a couple other guys on the team. That's not the 2017 core. You don't have anybody on the offensive side of the football except for a few dudes in the O-line that have any Super Bowl or playoff experience. You have no one. No one. Your coaching staff surely doesn't. There's nobody on your coaching staff that does. Why not have a guy that led them or help lead them? For the first few minutes, but then I seen Foles play. And Kevin, dude, he's the greatest substitute teacher. I say that to him all the time. He's the greatest substitute teacher in the history of the league. And as I said when I started the show off, as of today, that's it. that's Howie Roseman's greatest draft choice because he delivered something that no one thought could happen. This guy was a pro bowler before that too. You know, it was 26 touchdowns, two picks that year and all that shit. He's a good player, man. He's just been coached horribly lately. Seals, did you really believe that the Eagles had no chance when Wentz went down? Yeah. Lose your starting quarterback? Only other times I, I can remember that going down. The undefeated Dolphins in 72. Hostedler took over for a 10-0 Giants team when Sims got hurt. You know, you you can actually say Brady. Because Brady was the backup to Bledsoe. You know, you can actually probably say that. And Foles. You, you, could, you could probably use Brady in it. Because Brady was the backup. And they had just given Drew Bledsoe a $117 million contract with an $18 million signing bonus in New England. Um, Steve Young, I, I, I thought Montana got hurt in the exhibition season. You can count that. Young went on actually to win the MVP that year. Then there was a big dilemma the following year, who to play, Montana or Young. I was thrilled when Wentz went down. Foles was my guy from day one. So you were happy that a guy who was 11 and two and threw and led the NFL in touchdown passes went down. How could you say that you were 11 and two with him? You were happy that Carson went. That's a lie. You were happy. A guy who was 11 and two went down. And I'll tell you that season that Wentz played in 17, he was remarkable. You were happy that guy playing that way went down. Wow. <laughs> I wish you picked Powerballs like that. No, I was really happy he went down. He was 11-2. and two. Guy had 33 touchdowns that season. And, 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 and he was happy he went down. Oh, okay. <laughs> Kurt Warner, yep. Trent Green. So it's happened. Trent Green, right. I th- you get this too about that. Hey, Steve, that thing with the Trent Green deal, 
he got hurt, if you remember right, in the final exhibition game of the year. And Dick Vermeil looked over at Mike Martz and nobody in the building. They had some, like, some dude that I can't remember his name. And, and, and Mike Martz hated the guy behind him. Uh, it was Ohio State. Was it Jeremiah Grissom or something? The kid who played at Ohio State, he was terrible. And every coach in the room, Dick Vermeil told me this, every coach in the room after Trent Green got hurt went like this, we got to make a trade for a quarterback. And Dick Vermeil went just like this, you know, there's something about this, this Kurt Warner kid. There's something about him. I think he can do it, man. There's something about this Kurt Warner guy. And Mike March looked over at him. He goes, Dick, you really believe that? And he goes, I do. There's some, every other position coach said, no way, no way, no way. Guy went on to the MVP award, won a Super Bowl MVP. Now he's got a gold jacket. That's coaching. <laughs> That's coaching. Steven says that Foles should never have left. Dude, he stole tons of cash from the Jaguars. Of course he should have left. Didn't they give him $60 million? He wasn't going to make that sitting there with a $30 million. Wait, 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 wait. He wasn't going to make that with a $32 million a year quarterback in Philly. You mean Howie shouldn't have? Hey, if Howie is such a great evaluator of talent, he failed there. He picked the wrong quarterback. Howie hasn't got the quarterback thing right until maybe now. In his 22 years. He had nothing part of McNabb. That was Andy and Banner. Had nothing to do with that. Only thing he did was pay him and work the cap. Because remember, he didn't come in as a personnel guy, Howie. He came as a cap guy. Howie Roseman's background is cap. It's not drafting. Nobody would confuse that. Oh, Stephen, I think that Nick Foles has gotten terrible coaching. Okay, terrible coaching. Think about where he's gone. So we had Doug Marone in Jacksonville and Matt Maggie or whatever the guy's name was up in Chicago. So you've had Chicago, which right now is in the process of maybe saving Justin Fields. They're finally coaching him right. And he was in Jacksonville with that shitbox organization down there. He hasn't been coached right. Hey, if I'm not mistaken, was he, in, was he with the Rams a little bit too? Was Foles with the Rams? I thought Foles was with the Rams. Was he with the Rams? I could have swore he was with the Rams. And Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher had Case Keenum and Nick Foles and Vince Young and Jared Goff. This guy hasn't had a winning season in 12 years. Look at what he did to quarterbacks. You had a guy who was a Super Bowl MVP in your building and you never really used him, and you cut him.
Seals, we told you Fields needs better coach. You called him a bust. Right now, he's playing better. He's still at a bust. I like how you guys tell half the story. 17 games is the 90% of the story. You're at 40% of Jalen Hurts' story so far. You're not even halfway there yet. You're not, you're, you're not even halfway there to telling the full story. He hasn't beat anybody significant. He hasn't won anything significant. He hasn't beat an elite team in his career. Let's see it play out. Do I think he will? I think he's going to knock some of those down. I surely do. Yeah. They're there for him to knock those down, though. And he's, I'll tell you what he's done. He's made me do, I'll tell you what, I'll concede to this. He's made me do this. Maybe he will do it. Prior to the season, didn't really think he could. Now, what's helping him is the six exhibition teams that he's playing. It's helping him. Like, you've got three more exhibition teams come. Well, you're in a stretch of three exhibition games right now. Texans, Commanders, and Colts. So you got three more, you got three more exhibition games. Then you're gonna play Rodgers. You'll play a couple more exhibition games. Then you'll get into the Cowboy game. Josh Allen lost to the Jets, and Jalen Hurts lost to Daniel Jones. <laughs> Lost to Daniel Jones. By the way, week 10 of the NFL, don't forget our three. Dave wants that. I I love love what Sirianni said about about Frank Reich. I, I just, I absolutely do. Okay. I don't know. Did anybody watch that game last night? Did anybody watch that game? Yeah, that's right, guys. Last year's not part of these. How you're going to pay him? You're only going to pay him off eight games, right? You want to take credit for some of the wins a year ago when you're talking about his overall record, but you want to erase losing to Daniel Jones. Tell the full story. So if you're not going to use any of last year, you're only gonna you're gonna pay him forty five million dollars off of eight games. Good luck. <laughs> You'll be back holding the Wentz bag again. No, no, no. That was last year. You know, Sills. He's won this amount of games. And what, what? That's last year. You're gonna pay that forty five million dollars, having beaten Kirk Cousins and Cooper Rush. Steven, I try. I couldn't watch it. I, I don't. Xander, I don't know if you watched that thing last night. I, I, I couldn't watch it. I just, I just couldn't. 
but I did watch some video and I saw Baker Mayfield headbutting players coming off the bench and players coming off the field and he's headbutting people. I mean, he's headbutting people. Baker Mayfield is headbutting players coming off the field. You know what it reminded me of? You know how the guy runs out on the field at Lincoln Financial or some other field naked, and he's a streaker? <laughs> and he's running around, and he's the streaker, and, you know, he's the guy that runs on the field. Look at me! Look at me! Look at me! I got no clothes on! He's headbutting. Okay? And they won without him. This guy's a streaker or a cheerleader. Look at me. First pick in the draft. It's now been reduced to being a joke. Man, I've, you know what? Now I, I think he's pathetic. And now I think it's really sad that a guy, you know, the Heisman house and all that and the progressive commercials, Holy cow, man. I mean, dude, this guy's a streaker now. He's the guy that runs nude out there on the field now. And everyone's got to tackle. Security's got to tackle him. Pretty soon security's going to be tackling him because you know what's going to happen? NFL teams are not going to invite him any longer to play under teams. And he's going to break into stadiums and he's going to be a new streaker. Watch. This guy's more worried about what people think of him. This is where Jalen is 10 times and why his character always comes through and why you like a guy like Jalen. Because Baker, you know, is full of shit. He's always been full of shit. I told you that when people told me they were taking him number one overall, I went, man, will you regret this? That guy is a high school cheerleader. He's not a face of a franchise. He doesn't have the maturity to be a, a, a leader. He doesn't have the maturity. Hey, think it, yeah, Jalen. Or yeah, Xander. John Dorsey took him. And you know who you had? Let me, who was in that draft? Was Lamar Jackson in that draft and Josh Allen? <laughs> Dude, no way. Josh Allen and Lamar can't be in that draft. No way. No way. Dude, so wait. Josh Allen, was Justin Herbert in that draft too? No, no, can't be. What year was Baker Mayfield drafted? 2018 NFL draft. Baker Mayfield, Saquon Barkley, oh, Sam Darnold, another bum. Josh Allen. Josh Rosen. Hey, was Jalen taken in 18? 
Lamar Jackson, <laughs> Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen were taken in this in this draft. Yep, the last player taken versus the first player taken. Think about that for a second. The last player taken turned out to be maybe the best quarterback of the bunch. That's close with Allen, and those two guys are great. Josh Allen, I don't believe he's in the NFL right now. Whew. Wow. So, hey, wait a minute. So Jalen hurt. Jalen was taken in that 18 draft. Wow. Oh. So Josh Allen. Okay. Yeah, you get Lamar. Is 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 uh, Jalen Hurts better than Baker? Imagine this. Your second round pick. Okay. Oh, Johnny Manziel. Never thought he was shit either. 19. That's right. My God. (laughs) Hey, top of the hour, we're going to look at week 10 of the NFL. Of course, Monday night, um, we're going to talk about, yeah, Hertz was 2020. That's right. That's right. He hasn't been in the league as long as um, Baker Mayfield. He's played a ton of games. Jalen hasn't really. Man. Baker Mayfield. You're right, John Dorsey did, uh, Xander. He made the call on that instead of going for Josh Allen. Imagine that. People looked at I, – I, I remember someone asked me. I was on a draft show. I was doing something. And they go, what do you make of uh, what you're seeing with uh, Baker Mayfield? What do you make of him? I go, I would never draft that guy, number one. I would never take that kid, number one. Not in a million years. Oklahoma's conference didn't believe in playing defense. Razor, that was one of the reasons also that I would didn't really value Jalen Hurts' year and the season that he had at Oklahoma. Nobody plays defense. No, they're, they're, you, you don't confuse that conference with defensive players. I, ever since Adamic and Sue left, then Nebraska is now in the Big Ten. They were still in the Big 12 back then. Ever since Sue... I can't tell you who a Nebraska player that I would take um, and tell you that he was anything decent from the defense. Nebraska always had good players on the defensive side of the football. You couldn't name a guy today. You you absolutely couldn't name a guy today. No way. Now, I heard something else, and I I, I think I got this from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Let me transition into this here. So the Philadelphia Inquirer is right now saying that Jalen Hurts is the slam dunk MVP in the season. No, he's not. He's one of four guys. And he's not going to get the national respect that is due to him. I kind of hit this yesterday a bit. You're, you're, he doesn't have the national respect exposure these other guys have shit they're calling this game against the Packers and the Cowboys a revisiting of a legendary rivalry and the game of the year and you're like the Packers are three and six they're a non-factor do you know can I tell you 
I don't think the I don't think the National Football League is doing a good enough job promoting what the Eagles and Jalen are doing. I don't think they're doing a good enough job. You got an undefeated football team. You'd never know it. You'd never know it. You'd never know it. Hell, even in your own city. There, you know, can I tell you one of the things that I'm pretty shocked about? I can't believe that there's more, there's not more hype with this. You got an unbeaten team. There's not a lot of hype. I don't see this thing as, I mean, I don't know. Is it coming off the World Series? I'm assuming. How do you think that plays out in that? They don't, when they talk about teams that are teams to win the Super Bowl, they kind of bring up the Eagles. NFL is bad. Is that bad that they are overselling? Dude, they oversell the brands on the helmet. Not what, hey, they do it in college football too. Why do you think ESPN has control of the 33 of 35 bowl games? They don't put the best teams in those games. They put the most recognizable teams in those games. That's why you see teams that deserve. Here, I'll tell you this. How come Jackson State can't be in a bowl game? Well, they're, they're Division One AA, Dan. I don't care. It's Deion Sanders. Put that team in a bowl game. Since when is that a rule? Break it. You break every damn rule now anyway in college football. Put Deion's team, Jackson State. Let's see this kid Sanders play against some even better teams. Put an HBCU kid in a bowl game. Put that program in there. I want to see that, actually. Deion's like this. Why can't we go to bowl games? Who wants to win a Division One AA national title? I get it. I mean, it's it's okay. Not not. I shouldn't say that. I'm not going to rip that. Okay, but ESPN they they have a poll to pick the top 25 that they they are involved in, and they're head of the 33 of 35 bowl game. Don't you think that's a conflict of interest? That's exactly. They're not pushing the Eagles. I don't really think any. Hey, how about this? This shows you again. Maybe that's a good thing. It's flying under the radar like this. The Cowboys are being, how about this? The Cowboys are being pushed more than the Eagles. And the, the Cowboys are not even near your near you in talent. I just, I, I, you know, I hear every single day, the Cowboys are getting better. Cowboys are getting better. This is a big game for them. Really? A three and six Packer team? In my opinion, after watching the Packers this year, I think the Eagles are going to roll them. I mean, I think they're going to roll them. <laughs> Richie goes Jackson State versus Miami. I don't think Miami will qualify. <laughs> Talk about Dallas is all about ratings. Absolutely. It's, well, they haven't done anything. When's the last time the Dallas Cowboys 
did anything significant in the postseason that Des Bryant almost catch in Green Bay? Shit, Garoppolo beat their ass last year. 215 goes, the media always treats us like this. Nothing new. I like it, though. It'll hurt Jalen Hurts' chances to win the MVP. Okay? It'll hurt their chances. Okay? That's all jerky wants. <laughs> Dallas had the number one scoring offense last year and still bounced in the first round. Well, you guys may have the best record. Don't be like Dallas and get bounced in the first round. Eagles are still under. Hey, get this, Razor. The Eagles are underdogs in your 8-0, and you're favored in every game, and you're an underdog. Very few people are picking you to get to the Super Bowl. Okay? We'll take any of them for back up to Jalen when they're cheap. <laughs> Cowboys are going to roll their fans. We'll have a bum Christmas. They're going to get rolled again. Hey, by the way, I think the Packers are going to win. If they beat up on the Green Bay Packers, I'll be kind of shocked. I will. I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll be, if they beat up and Michael Parsons has a big game, that Bakhtiari kid, man, this guy, I thought he played in San Francisco now because this guy's hurt like every guy out there with the 49ers. 49ers got three more guys injured. You guys are right. They may not make it to the postseason. Get this. How would you like to be John Lynch? And Kyle Shanahan, know you have a Super Bowl potential roster and you can't get your guys on the field. You know, Howie may be onto something here with how he prepared this year. We're not going to do anything in the exhibition season. Maybe he's right. It's sure playing out that way. It's sure playing out that way, isn't it? I thought you had to put hard work in. These guys monitor health and being healthy more than reps. And I think it's paying out, man. You know what I'm saying? Okay, hour number three. Dave wants that. We'll be with us at 5.30 Eastern time. I want to look at week 10 of the National Football League. I want to hit on that a little bit. How Howie, it was a gamble, really the last two years when it came to the team's health. Hit the like button. Hour three. Keep it here on the National Football Show. It's a fall car fest, and Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low-interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days.
At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. At Salus University, our graduates are among the most highly trained in their profession because of our unique emphasis on research, interprofessional collaboration, and early clinical exposure. Learn more about our programs at salus.edu. Hour three, National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Please hit the like button. Dave Wanstad from Fox Sports will join us at the bottom of the hour. We appreciate everyone coming aboard with us. We'll talk to Dave about the Eagles. We'll talk to him about Jonathan Gannon. We'll talk to him about a bunch of stuff here and get his take on what he's seeing so far with the NFL. We'll talk a little bit more about Washington here in a second. Some NFL news, too. We'll get to that here. How about Brady versus Geno Smith? You told me that that would be a thing at the beginning of the year. I mean, Geno Smith had so little respect at the beginning of the season. Now we're talking about a guy who could potentially be in a conversation. He beats Tom Brady, and he runs that that Seattle team. And if they get to 7-3, and three, You're going to tell me that the Seattle Seahawks are going to win the NFC West over the Rams, the defending champions, and the 49ers. Pete Carroll's the coach of the year. I'm more impressed with Pete Carroll than I am with what Nick's doing. Geno Smith. Nobody would confuse that guy for a franchise quarterback. If you guys hate Jimmy Garoppolo, what do you think of Gino? I mean, Pete Carroll, coach of the year. It's an unbelievable story what's going on. An absolute unbelievable story with how Pete Carroll. But But let me just say this about Pete. So Pete's throwing shade a little bit at Russell Wilson this week about the uh, wristband thing. They got a little debate going on. 
and like I guess Russell used to have like uh, resistance on wearing the armband that had the plays on it, you know. And so they they're kind of gone back and forth. Russell's handled it perfectly. Yeah, we won a lot of games without that thing. Okay, fair enough. Pete, let it go. You know, it's it, you you come off now like you're a disgruntled dude that a girl left you. Let it go. You're winning ball games. Let it go. Let it go, dude. You know, you're winning. You're winning divorce. Yeah, it's, hey, you know, when you do that, I mean, look, I know you're very happy with Geno Smith. I agree, Xander. It's Geno's season now. It's Geno's team now. Come on, man. Pete, there's no reason to open scabs when you don't have, see, this is the kind of shit that ego, that's a little ego right now. Pete, let it go. Anton, thank you very much, my friend. Nick Wright has Gino over Jalen for the MVP. You know what, Anton? It's not that insane, but absolutely not. Gino Smith? I haven't heard Gino Smith's name in 10 years. Now he's an MVP over Jalen? I don't think so. You know, I, I, I just, <laughs> um, I, I, I don't see that. Okay. I, I, I just, I, I don't see that. Hey, by the way, real quick, before I go on to week 10 of the NFL, again, don't forget Dave wants that bottom of the hour. We'll ask him what his thoughts are on the Eagles, Jimmy Johnson. We're going to get him on next week. And Jimmy says this, he's not buying the Eagles yet. He was on a Dallas radio station. The reason he couldn't come on this week is because he's going to be overseas, I believe. Um, I think they're going to be at a military base somewhere, if I'm not mistaken. So they had to do some traveling. And that's why he couldn't come on, but he's going to come on next week for us. And we're going to talk to him why he doesn't believe the Eagles. But Dave was on his coaching staff. So we'll talk to him. Are you buying the Eagles? Um. Yeah, one of the I felt bad for Al Michaels last night. <laughs> Al Michaels is used to calling games with flex, you know. You get the best games of the week. Now he's calling Atlanta and Carolina on Amazon that no one's watching. Dude, the numbers for that thing are gonna be atrocious. I I can promise you it'll be atrocious. Okay. All right, let's get into week 10 of the NFL. Dude. Philly, I, I, I mean, I know they're, they're paying them like $16 million a year. So you, you, you can't be too sad for Al calling shitty games because he is getting $16 bucks. But anyway, let's get into that game and let's get into the games. Obviously, Eagles play on Monday, the Commanders. Sa- Sunday games, early game, Munich, Germany. Seattle. Versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think this is going to be a very close game. And I think that the Bucs win this thing 31-28. And even their record to 5-5 five and five on the season. Okay? 31-28. I think this is going to be a battle. And Brady 
has to get the five and five. Do you know the NFC South might actually have a team under 500 win the division and that they would get a home playoff game? Buccaneers have to win this game. Denver at Tennessee. Very interesting game here. Very interesting game. Tennessee held that Kansas City offense in check last week. Held them in check. I think they'll do it again. I think Tennessee beats Denver. It's in Tennessee. I think they beat them 21-10. I think they beat them handily. Russell Wilson does not look good this year. I don't see it. Xander. I got to give Xander credit. I dumped on him last, or I dumped on him um, last season when I went like this and I said this. I go like this to the guy. I go, hey, man, you know, he goes, Sills, do you really see that Russell Wilson is playing good football? Do you think that he hasn't really lost anything here or he hasn't lost some stuff? And I go like this, hey, no, he's still Russell Wilson. He has sucked this year. Xander, you may be right on this one. I got Tennessee winning this ball game. Cleveland at Miami, 35-20. Tucker Viola continues his incredible run. And I think he's going to put big numbers up against that Cleveland secondary. Cleveland can rush the passer. They can run the ball. And if I'm not mistaken, I think December 4th is when Deshaun Watson's back against the Texans. They're pretty much going to be out of it. I know he's been back in the building. So he's been working out with the Browns. But um, I got I got Miami winning this. And Tua continues. Uh Tannehill's back also. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna win that game, Tennessee. But I got Miami winning it 35-20. Detroit at Chicago. Justin Fields, Xander's boy, um, Jody's boy. This guy's going to be good. <laughs> he has been pretty decent last couple weeks. This guy's good. He runs a 4 3. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Xander said something that's the most important thing so far. And I said exactly. They're coaching him like they're coaching him like Jalen. They're coaching him like Jalen, and he's playing like him a little bit. By the way, I didn't realize that the Bears are the Bears the best running team in the NFL, huh? That offensive line can't block to save their save their ass in pass protection. But you know what they figured out? They're good run blockers. If they can't pass protect, maybe they can run block. Eberflus figured that out. Matt Nagy couldn't. And that's why they're coaching this kid this way. They're coaching him like Jalen. I'm not saying that the Eagle guys can't pass probe, but they're not as good at pass protection as they are run blocking. We'd agree with that, right? We would agree the Eagle O-line is not as proficient pass protecting as they are run blocking. 
they're not the greatest pass protection guys. Okay? Lane's good. A lot is not. Right now. Sam Muller's giving some guys up. There was four sacks last week. I got the Bears winning. 27-21. I think Chase Claypool also plays in this ball game. How about this one? Houston at the New York football giants. And look at this. Boy, these teams in the NFC East play a lot of shitty teams, man. Holy cow. Man, do they play bad teams. They got the Houston Texans and the greatness of Daniel Jones. Giants aren't as good as the Eagles, so it's close. 26-21, they beat the Texans. Eagles aren't ranked number one in running the ball. Jacksonville at Kansas City. I think Mahomes wins the ball game, 31-20. Trevor Lawrence and Doug still have a long way to go, it seems. Minnesota-Buffalo. Can Case Keenum win this game against Kirk Cousins? Case Keenum versus Kirk Cousins. Wow, what a... I don't believe Josh Allen's going to play. Case Keenum, Josh Allen. Yeah, Paul, I heard that. I think he's not... I don't... If I were them, I'd sit him. I need that guy healthy, man. And if I don't get the number one seed in the AFC, what's more important, the health of Allen or that number one seed? I'd rather have the health of Allen versus the number one seed. So, boy, if it's a tear, that season's toast. New Orleans, Pittsburgh. Oh, my God. Wow. Unwatchable football game. Steelers at home, 2017, I guess. Indianapolis versus Las Vegas, another vomit bag game. You know what? How many vomit bag games? I'm, I'll, I'll, let me get through my predictions, and then I'll look at the vomit bag games. Indy at Las Vegas, 26-14. I, I got the Raiders winning, I guess. Arizona at the Rams. I'm going to pick Kyler Murray here. 29-21, they beat the Rams. Cowboys at Green Bay. Jarrah. Hate to do it to you. I got the Green Bay Packers winning this game. 20-19. My boy. Jimmy G, baby. 27-20 over the Chargers. I can't wait for Brandon Staley to get fired. Sean Payton take that job. Justin Herbert will never be the same if they can get Sean Payton in the building. So let's look at how many vomit bag games we have. 
Let's see here. New Orleans-Pittsburgh's a vomit bad game. What else? Detroit-Chicago, that's a vomit bad game. Houston and the Giants, that's another vomit bad game. Colts versus the Raiders, another vomit bad game. See, one, two, three, four, five. Five vomit bag games this weekend. Washington, Philly. I don't know. <laughs> vomit. But, dude, look at, look at the, the biggest vomit bag game, though, has to be the Saints and the Steelers. Who would have thunk that? Philly OC will be the Chargers' next head coach. No way. The greatness of Jonathan Gannon will be because the Spanoses don't like to pay money. Vomit bag game, right, sports? How many vomit bag games do you get? You see, the Eagles don't play. In, you can't have Eagles. Philly and the Commandos or the Snyders or the Washington Subpoenas. That's my new name for them from now on. The Washington Subpoenas. So the Eagles will play the Washington Subpoenas on Monday. It's not really a vomit bag game because there ain't no. You know, you always want to see how a good team is going to play against a bad team. So you never really. That Green Bay-Dallas game could be a vomit bag game. I think the Packers are going to beat Dallas. I do. They should just toss the coin on the Raiders. The Raiders game. And that's it. Win- hey, winner take all. Roll the dice. Get a roulette table out there. Hey, do we really have to play this? You should have did that last night. You talk about a vomit bag game, Atlanta, Carolina. Holy shit. That was terrible. Who you got, Buffalo or Minnesota? I got the I didn't give the I didn't give you who I take. I got Minnesota winning. Because how about this? Okay, so let's just say this. Allen plays hurt. Are you going to be able to beat a Minnesota team that's pretty pretty well-oiled right now and doing very well? Are, do you think you're good enough right now to beat them? Right? Do you think you're good enough to beat them with an injured quarterback? So how about this? Say Josh Allen plays. Right? Say he plays. You think they're good enough to win? I got Minnesota. Minnesota gets their record to eight and one on the season. Holy cow. I don't believe they're eight and one now, right? They're seven and one. William, isn't Dallas's defense better than Detroit's defense? Yeah. I think that pass rusher, hey, get this. That pass rusher, William, Aiden Hutchinson, he's been better than I thought. Had even had an interception last week against the Packers. He's a pretty good ball player. You know, I I, I I thought he got killed against Georgia in the um in the final four in the playoffs last year, but he he's played well. I thought he played well against the Eagles. He just ran out of gas a little bit because this guy has a high motor, but hey, I I think he's played well. He could I think the kid from the Jets is probably gonna be your defensive rookie of the year. Sauce Gardner. 
The kid Kevin on Thibodeau has actually played pretty well. But this kid Hutchinson, he's going to get votes for the rookie of the year defensively. William, don't mind the negativity with the birds. You go above and beyond like the snow cow slow flakes. I, I don't go, I don't, I never go over and above. Ever. Never. Rogers throws picks. Texas, I think, I think Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers throws picks. This would be the only year he throws picks. Okay. He doesn't throw picks. He is this year, though. It's a higher volume for sure. But Aaron Rodgers has, I, I mean, you want to, here, let me, let me show you how incredible that is. You bring up that Aaron Rodgers throws picks a lot, right? This year he is. I agree with you. Aaron Rodgers' stats. I'm going to show you something, how insane this is and what kind of football player this guy has been and why what you're seeing right now. And by the way, the Eagles get him, I think, in two weeks. Here's Aaron Rodgers' career in interceptions versus touchdowns. I'm going to show you something that's crazy. One, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. In the last thirteen years, Aaron Rodgers has thrown thirty touchdowns, seven picks. He's thrown 45 touchdowns, six picks, 39 touchdowns, eight picks, 38 touchdowns, five picks, 31 touchdowns, eight picks, 40 touchdowns, seven picks, 16 touchdowns, six picks. He was hurt. 25 touchdowns, two picks, 26 touchdowns, four picks, 48 touchdowns, five picks. Aaron Rodgers, how many years has he been in the league? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. He's 18 years. He's thrown 100 picks in 18 years. That is utterly remarkable. When you put that into context, that he's thrown 463 touchdowns. Jalen Hurts has how many interceptions in the last two years? 18. Rodgers hasn't thrown 18, even with the seven this year. Rodgers hasn't thrown 18 touchdowns in four years combined. So when you say this guy throws interceptions, not too totally true. Agreed, this year he is. Okay? Only one Super Bowl. I've made the point, Stephen, when I gave you that record of all the players that have played in the postseason. Nobody really has a great postseason record except for Brady and Montana. Peyton Manning's 14 and 13. Brett Favre's 13 and 11. Breeze is nine and nine. He's got one. Marino's eight and ten. Steve Young's eight and six. Cunningham is three and six. 
You make it sound, you make it sound like Aaron Rodgers is not like in the rest of the category with some of these other Peyton Manning's got 14 touchdowns or 14 lo- 14 wins and 13 losses. I don't know. Jalen only has 12 picks in three years. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if he has 12 picks in three years. Combined 12 picks. He had six, oh, he had 16 last year. And no, he had 16 touchdowns and six picks. He's got eight picks, I think it is. I think he's got eight picks. Flacco's 11 and 5? I don't think so. Jalen only has 12 picks in three years. And I think he's got 12 touchdown passes, too. <laughs> you pick is of a guy from a movie in the 80s. How about speaking English, Texas? Try to put it together a little bit for me so I can read it, moron. Okay, so again, I can't wait for Monday. By the way, Dave wants that. We're going to try to run him down here in a second here and get his thoughts on what he's seeing with um, the Philadelphia Eagles and see if he agrees with coach Jimmy Johnson about the Philadelphia Eagles is coach wants that buying it. Let me, let me put this in perspective for you before I bring coach on coach has got super bowl, super bowl rings. He was there at the beginning when they constructed that Dallas Cowboy defense and that Dallas Cowboy football team. He was Jimmy's right-hand man along with Bob Ackles there as they were looking for players to try to build that dynasty. Coach went on, had a great run with the Miami Dolphins. The He was the Packers, or excuse me, he was the Bears head coach. And get this, I believe if I'm not mistaken, so Coach wants that, him and Butch Davis. So am I right? Darrell Revis, Aaron Donald, these are all the pit dudes he had. I'm going to tell you this, man. As much as I crow about Miami, Pitt was Pitt before we were with all of our talent. Dude, all the great players they had, Hugh Green, Ricky Jackson, Tony Dorsett, all them superstar players, their O-line, everyone, Jim, um, Bill Fralick, all them guys, Stepnowski. Let's bring in our friend, uh, my former coach, Dave Wanstead from Fox Sports. Coach, I've said this before, man. I mean – you know, when, when when you're looking at talent and you're putting talent out there and you're evaluating talent, you know, we were talking earlier on the show about Jalen Hurts. Jalen now, second-round pick. How he had to look at that, because that's a quality and a premium pick. Have you been surprised with his growth? Well, to be honest with you, Danny, I uh, do you like how I won up to here? With I the, see uh, it, Miami man. Sweatshirt. I see the Canes gear. I dig it. I love it. I knew you'd be doing something, so I figured I would. I, I, I'm in my closet looking through for some Miami swag to kind of up. I you love with, it. You know? I love it. It looks great, Coach. I'm honoring you. You're the '87 Canes. There, I got you there, man. I know they sent me. I couldn't make it because I do all the Bears uh, games here, but uh, 
uh, in Chicago, but uh, they sent me a nice swag bag, so I'm all set. <laughs> Very nice. Coach, have you been surprised with Jalen? Uh, you know what? Three years ago, I actually said when I was doing the NFL on Fox, I actually made the statement that I thought he would be replaced by the end of the year with Gardner Minshew, who was the backup quarterback at the time. And uh, I'll tell you what, though, I, I think you got to give Jalen a lot of credit. But the one thing about Jalen Hurts, when you talk to people at Oklahoma and you talk to people with, at Alabama, if you put the football aside, everybody to a man says, hire him on your team. Just I don't care what business you're in, and he's going to make you better because of his character and his work ethic and his intelligence. So I, I think the Eagles give them credit. They saw this in him, and they went out and, and surrounded him with a lot more talent. A.J. Brown, obviously, they, they had some draft picks. They added a couple offensive linemen, and now they're reaping the benefits of it. You know, he got better. The talent around him got better. And here's, uh, here's where we sit. They're undefeated and, and making a run at this thing. You know, Coach, Coach, Coach Johnson said – yesterday on a local radio show in Dallas that he's not sold on him. And I'll tell you, Coach, there's a part of me, too, that kind of sees what Jimmy sees because, I mean, the Vikings, I get it. They beat Cooper Rush. They didn't beat Dak. I get all that. And really, the rest of them have been really tomato cans. How can you – when you look at an 8-0 record, when you look at the Eagles, do you think they have enough experience – in the postseason, there's very few guys from that 17 team that's left on that team that won that Super Bowl. There's nobody in the coaching staff. This is a brand-new ride for them. How do you well, see the Eagles? Are you buying them? I, I, I am, I, I've, and I'll tell you why. I think they have the best in that division, as tough as that division is. Uh, we know how good Dallas's defense is, no question about it. We know where the Giants are running the football, right, with Saquon and company. But I'll tell you what, I believe that the Philadelphia Eagles have the best offense and defensive lines. And when when you get deep into those playoffs, now all of a sudden the, the linemen on both sides of the ball, in my opinion, start separating themselves a little bit from, from the rest of the pack. So I like the Eagles. I truly do. I, I, I you know, and the big question is, okay, they're two touchdowns behind. Can, uh, can Jalen Hurts bring them back? I mean, why not? I mean, I, I look at it and say, why, why not? I mean, what, what, you know, Dak Prescott's a great player, but, but we really haven't seen that with him. I mean, Jalen Hurts has as much winning uh, pedigree to him as any quarterback in the league. This guy is won and been a champion everywhere he's been. He gets it. He gets it. And, I, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see. But uh, I, right now, I'm on the Eagles. I, I think the Vikings, you mentioned them. Sure, they're 7-1. and one. And when you look at their roster. A lot of close games too, Coach. Five, five games, you're right. Five games, one touchdown. Now, here's what can happen. You know, are, are the Vikings – is the glass half full or is it half empty, Danny? Because when you look at their talent at receiver, at running back, at quarterback, uh, on defense, the defensive line, the, the, they got they got front line Pro Bowl type players at every level of that team. 
But they're, you look at the statistics, put their stats up comparably to these other teams, and they're in the middle of the pack. They're not doing anything superbly at this point. They really aren't. Offense or defense, they're not dominating any one area. You would say, okay, you know, the, the Giants are, are, are struggling a little bit on defense, but, boy, they run the football. I mean, Dallas, you know, has been maybe a little inconsistent on offense, but they are dominating on defense. I, I don't I, – that hasn't happened. Now, it can because they have talent. The Vikings are a very interesting team. When they get in the playoffs, that, that football team could go one way or another. You know, Coach, you've been in a board meeting. You've been in a personnel meeting when you've had to make this decision. And I say this all the time. A, a head coach's career is based on that quarterback decision, and you know that as well as anybody, Coach. If you don't have the right signal caller – if you go into what happens, say they go on a nice run, they go long and they do this, are you going to pay market value at the end of the year for Jalen Hurts, which is now in the room of $45 million? And you know this, Coach, with the salary cap being the way it is, you're not keeping a $25 million wideout. Kansas City just let the best wide receiver go in the NFL because they couldn't afford him because two was still on a rookie contract. It's the only way that they were able to pay him. And Waddle's on a rookie contract. What yep. would you do if you're Howie Roseman? Because at the end of this year, they get to start negotiating extensions. Is he the guy, in your opinion, moving forward? I think that quarterbacks are solely evaluated on playoff wins and Super Bowls, Danny, at the end of the day. I mean, you know, unfortunately, whether it's fair or not fair, I mean, they're like head coaches. That's what it comes down to, whether you stay or not. It all comes down to, can you win a Super Bowl? Have you won a Super Bowl? Uh, what have you done in the playoffs? And I think, so we, uh, I'm not ready to make that decision. I'll tell you what, they, they go to the NFC Championship game or get in the Super Bowl. Uh, my question would be to Howie Rosen, okay, who are we going to get? Right now, we got a good young team. Who are we going to get right now to take his place? Just tell me, you know, if uh, if we're if Aaron Rodgers is coming, then then great. Let then let's talk about it. You know what I mean? Or or whoever yeah. Lamar Lamar Jackson. But so I, I think it's too early to really say what, what are we going to do at the end of the year because quarterbacks usually are evaluated on playoff wins and Super Bowl. So let's see what happens. You know, when you guys were building the Cowboys, I don't believe Dan Marino could go into Dallas. And I don't believe, as great as Dan was, I don't think he could have went into that offense and won Super Bowls because that team wasn't built for that. It was built for Aikman. And Aikman being proficient on third down. Emmett with 28 carries. That's a whole different dynamic. So isn't it more about the Pete, where I'm going, coaches? Isn't it more about the pieces? Like what they're trying to do now, they're finally coaching Justin Fields right. They're coaching him like Jalen Hurts. Isn't it more about putting the talent around one quarterback? You need all these pieces around Jalen. You don't need a ton of pieces around Dan Marino because Dan can throw you out of trouble. Yeah, and and I, I, I yeah, put pieces around him, and then what are you doing with them to give him a chance to be successful? And that's what you mentioned the Bears. That's what they're doing. I think they in the last game, Danny, I think they threw three drop-back passes. It's all the boots. It's waggles. It's RPOs. They, they, they added the, the quarterback designed runs, the Connor, 
the old uh, this quarterback sweeps, the quarterback power that we we would run, you know, with Emmett. I mean, we the runs that we were running with the running back, the Bears are running those now with with their quarterback in there with uh, Justin Fields, and it's made all the difference in the world, you know. And so what? These teams get hung up. Look at look what Seattle's doing with Geno Smith, and they're Unreal. moving them. They're running boots. They're running waggles. So they're not giving them five reads. You know, that stuff all sounds good in a in a clinic on a chalkboard, right? I mean, you know how that yeah. goes. People ask me about a spy. What do you, what do you, you know, the spying. I said, spying, I, I, I've lived that life going back to Randall Cunningham. I said, let me tell you something. I said, the spy, uh, that all sounds good when you're at a clinic and you're drawn up on the board. You know, uh, uh, get out there and try to make it work. It's a whole different ball game. You know that. You've lived it. Uh, so, coach wants that? I don't think so. <laughs> no, no, you were never the spy. No, no, because you would say this. Once you four guys hit him in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 if, but if we did, and, and I remember when we played uh, the Eagles, going back to Randall Cunningham, you know, who was a, a great athlete, a lot like the guys that we're talking about now. And, uh, and and we brought a, a safety in sometimes and spied him. And once in a while, we did it with a linebacker. And once in a while, we dropped somebody. You know, I mean, it's, but it, 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 it sounds a lot better on the board, on the chalkboard than on the field. Coach, help me out here on this. The Eagles are 20th against the rush. Um, and you see some teams having success. They lose this kid, Jordan Davis, who really was a factor. I didn't really think he was. Now you've got some teams coming up. Antonio Gibson on Monday night can run the ball. Then you're looking at Saquon coming into Lincoln Financial. You're going to take on Aaron Jones. Plus, you also, with Tennessee, you're going to have Derrick Henry. How do you fix that? You know, a lot of teams are going to that 50 front, Coach, where they'll drop a guy on the nose, put two guys on the tackles, and they'll have that 50 front look. And so – They've got they've got some talent in there. Fletcher Cox, they could put Hardgrave on the nose, Milton Williams on the guard. How do you right. you're in the middle of the season right now? How can you fix that, coach? Or can you, or is that just who you are now? No, I mean, every game takes on a, as you know, a different game plan of its own. You know, what are they doing really well? Who's their best offensive lineman? Uh, are they a big team that we can move on? up front are they a quick agile team that we we, we would stay away from that and, and we would do other things so each each game would take on kind of its life of its own as i used to say and uh i'll tell you what a lot of times the, you, you got to look at that rushing stat and the eagles are winning games so they're out in front so at the end of the game teams are not really running it much they're throwing it so you, know you what think I mean? it's empty calorie stats a little bit maybe I think a little bit. I, I truly do. I, I'm not concerned about the Eagles stopping the run one bit. I'm really not because of the people they have. You know, Coach, I talked to Butch about this. And tell me if this is true when you guys were putting that defense together. And by the way, I don't think people realize this. When the Cowboys were winning those Super Bowls, they were the youngest team in the National Football League at the time because you guys were just getting young talent and putting young talent in there. Coach, they don't really practice a lot. And Butch said this to me. We found out, and we had the metrics and the analytics on this, when we didn't practice a lot during the regular season, that number would tend to go up. And so you guys always had, and I know this for a fact, 
We always had inside drill, and our yards per carry went down because you guys worked us the way they did. Do you subscribe to that? And maybe that's why sometimes you see some of these teams going the other way with yards per carry. Well, we don't have a, a, enough time to talk about it, but I 100% believe that the reason that offensive line play is so average or below average in a, a lot of cases, I don't want to say most, in a, in a I agree. majority the, of cases. I think it's the worst I've seen in a long time, Coach. Because they don't practice. They don't get better. The, the only way an offensive lineman or a defensive line, you can't do it against the against you know, dummies out there or machines out there. I mean, you've got to get get your hands on people and move your face. You know, offensive linemen got to hit a moving target. I mean, and, and if they're not doing it live and they're not working on those fundamentals, they don't get better. They do not get better. And I think as a result, that's what we're seeing. And I, I'm not so sure it doesn't go all the way back to college, Danny. You know what I mean? I mean, the colleges really aren't doing much more yeah, contact than what 20 what practices, right? Coach, 20 yeah. practices. Oh, and then the first three are just shorts. Yeah. So they get, and yeah. then the next two or three are, and then you can only have a, one or two scrimmages and you've got to log everything that you're doing in there. And and so I think it probably starts at, and then the last thing is Tony Wise, our line coach used to say, these guys don't want to put their hand in the dirt. They don't want to put their hand down anymore. And how are you going to knock somebody off the ball or how are you going to be, a, you know, by standing up in a two-point stance and letting that guy run in? I, so I, I think just the whole philosophy of offensive line play has changed so much. Uh, going back to the college and probably high school level all the way up that it's really affecting what's going on in the NFL right now. Two last questions, Coach. Michael Parsons. Um, I watched LT. I when I was in the league, I saw LT and I'm like, that's not LT. Now I'm not just, I'm not saying he's not a fine player, but can you consider a guy being on a good football team when last week the bears ran for 240 yards on them? I mean, coach, all I remember is this. There was a guy who went for 250 on us. And I, all I remember was a table getting flipped upside down going, you mother. <laughs> And, uh, and that's that was the game. A, I remember. A, I've already told you this a, a few times. I go, "Hey, Jerome, we won thirty-eight to three, right?" <laughs> I, I go, "I, think, I don't I know, think, man." I, I think I flipped that table at halftime. I didn't even wait to. No, I, all I remember was uh, uh, what's his name, Kevin O'Neill, set out all these all these Gatorades. Man, we're sitting there, and I go like this: "This is not going to be good." I'm telling you, you came running in there. No other coach didn't say anything. You motherfuckers! You came, flip the tab, like holy shit! Well, because <laughs> you guys don't know it's his alma mater. Yeah, we we're so, playing. You made that guy look like Tony Dorsett. Well, I t I'll tell you what. Now that I look back and watch his tape, uh, God bless his soul. You know, oh he's yeah, a good, a good friend. But Ironhead Hayward, coach, he he was. I mean, all I know is when your safeties are making the tackles, you're not – in my mind, you're not playing good enough defense. And God bless Benny Blades. I it think was Benny too cold. <laughs> hey, hey, Jerome kept going like this. God damn, man. I go, dude, he's going to kill us. When we get in there, I'm telling you, we're going to run for this. He goes, no, we won't. We won 38 to 3. And I go, dude, I'm telling you, man, he, this guy's going to go nuts on us. <laughs> well, 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 during the game, a, a little sidebar, you know, they're running and just – what you're oh, saying, it's crazy. We, we, we can't stop him. And and Jimmy's on the phone and he's saying, Dave, we got to come up with something different. And I'm looking at the call sheet. And at one point I said, coach, 
We are out of bullets. I, I'm, I'm the, Dude, I'm told, I'm I was so thankful Kajemi didn't play that game. I'm like, holy cow. Hey, Coach, finally here for you. Building a national champion football team in college or a Super Bowl team, tougher to build? Oh, you know what? It might be tougher to build in college almost if you're starting from scratch because the players leave. You know, I mean, after three years, by the time you figure out how good they are, it's the freshman year. So you get two years out of them, maybe, and then they're gone. I mean, I, I lived that with Darrell Revis, with LaShawn McCoy, you know, Aaron Donald. I mean, on and on and on. And uh, that's just the way it is. So I think if you got the great tradition and you got things going in college to maintain, but, but our good friend, you know, Mario Cristobal down there, he's got his work cut out for him. Uh, he, he truly does because he's starting from scratch. They do have tradition and they got players. So that should, you know, shorten that comeback span a little bit. But boy, it's tough. Hey, coach, man, Mario texts me after every game and he goes, Hey, I go, listen, you got half that roster that don't belong in hurricane uniforms. And you know that as well as I do. And he goes like this. I can't say that though. And I go like this. I go, well, I'll tell you what. If Coach Johnson or these guys were there, half those guys would be brought in and they would have their scholarships taken away from them. Because the one thing that you guys always said, there ain't no, f- hey guys, nobody's on a four year ride here. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, I go, I thought these things were four years. He goes, hell no, man. But you, <laughs> you guys were like this nobody's on a four year scholarship in here. <laughs> Well, well, it's it's tough. It, it's it's not easy. And then you know everything you got going on right now with these college kids, with the NIL and everything else. It's uh, it's a challenge. It, it truly is. And uh, you know, hopefully they can get it turned around. Except for the last game this year, I got to be honest with you. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a cane, but uh, that last game, Pittsburgh goes down and plays them. So I'm. I'm, I'm, with my, <laughs> I'm with my alma mater on that one, Danny. Yep. Hey, Coach, I leave you here with this. If Big Sills had NIL back in the day, I would have had 38 pizzerias down in South Florida called Big Sills. Coach, <laughs> yes, thank you. You still had a couple, I think, and we weren't even allowed to give them to you. What, are you talking to Corvette? It's all good. Get get that car out of here, Silio. <laughs> Holy cow. Coach, I love you. Thank you so much. Have a all great right, weekend, Coach. Say, buddy. You got it. That is... Dave wants that. God, do I love that man very much. Okay. Hit the like button. Do me a favor. We'll be back. Close it up. We'll take a look at some of those predictions again. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one, and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles.
it's a fall car fest. And Jeff D. Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D. Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. My wife was in an accident that changed our lives forever. She was in rehabilitation for years. She had to learn to walk again. She couldn't take care of herself. We couldn't afford a nurse. We were running out of options. One conversation with Pond Lee Hockey changed everything. They understood what we were going through and immediately helped us navigate the legal process. We can't thank them enough. Pond Lee Hockey, tell us your story. The faces you know, the team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. think I bring on yes men Dave is sold but he's not willing to go 45 million on Jalen oh gee that's what I've been saying he likes Jalen but not to the tune of 45 million that's what I asked him I go hey you feel comfortable paying this guy that kind of money knowing he needs a full team around him because if he doesn't have a full team around him, so let me get this right. If you start paying a guy $45 million and you start losing players at the wide receiver position, is he good enough not to have any wide receivers on that team and win 13 games a year? Is he Patrick Mahomes, Juju Smith-Schuster, and fellas? <laughs> is he good enough? Juju Smith-Schuster and fellas. He's not good enough to carry a football team on his back to 13 wins. That guy needs a full roster. Great O-line. Look, that can't do it either. He's got C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb. You mean C.D. Lamb chop. I think that guy's very average. He's not special. C.D. Lamb is not special. He doesn't even have 100 yards. Shit, Devontae Smith has 100 yards. Uh, Devontae's better, by the way, for the record. A.J. signed. That don't mean shit, dude. That doesn't mean shit. A.J. signed. What, do you think it's guaranteed money? 
Who thinks the NBA? He signed. Dude, so was Amari Cooper signed. Okay? So was Tyreek Kill signed. They moved him anyway. They were signed. <laughs> C.D. Lamb is not a number one anywhere except the CFL. He's a number one. He's overhyped. The defensive player they have, Michael Parsons, is the only guy on that team that's not over. Eh, Zach Martin probably too. Tony Pollard too. The other guy's overrated. Zeke Elliott. If we pay him and we lose weapons, we're going to risk having us have to use his legs too much. Anton, that's where you're heading. Once you write that check, now what you guys are telling me is is that he's willing to take less money. I want to see that first and foremost happen. Okay? I do. This guy. I love that. That's one of my favorite things, Texas boy. Is that, hey, I love that. It's one of my favorite. We have a lot of draft picks for young players. Young players don't win championships. Experienced players win. Talent. We'll we'll just get a whole team of uh, rookies. Yeah, because Howie's great at that. (laughs) Howie's a great drafter. It's funny, Howie Roseman has all these draft picks, and he's suspect at best at drafting people. Suspect. Almost the entire secondary is trades, right, and free agents. Your edge rushers now are all trades and free agents. Your linebackers are all undrafted free agents, and trades. Great drafter. <laughs> That's why you're on 14 deals. That's why you have 14 free agent deals at the end of the year. Howie is a cap wizard. <laughs> he ain't a draft wizard. His last two years have been great. Well, I think so. Who's the two best play? Okay, who was... So Devontae, well, you're not really utilizing him that much. There's a guy in Buffalo who's got 18 catches. He's got 500 yards. He's their number two. (laughs) He's their number two. No rookie QB won a Super Bowl in his first year. That'd be correct. Second year, though. Second year, they have. So Jalen gets to win it this year. Like Brady and Patrick Mahomes, right? Just win, baby. New coaches helped evaluate the players. Really? Jordan Davis looks like so you're thinking Jonathan Gannon made that call on uh, Jordan Davis? 
Okay. Jonathan Gannon. Oh, that was a Howie pick. 478, 350, a 348 pounds. Personally for me, once again, I'll say this to you about Jordan Davis. I think he's a good run stopper. I think he's a good run stopper. He ain't a pass rusher. He'll never be a pass rusher. Sills, who are the free agents you'd keep at this moment? We'll do that a little bit more next week. Why are no rookies playing? Because you got good football players this year. Steven, that's why. N'Kobe Dean not getting on the field. Again, I'm not anywhere near doing this. Um, I don't think he's good enough. Because I, I I can't make that assessment. Because you know why? Because you're white. TJ are playing really good football. What's the point of taking reps? And you got to remember something about the NFL compared to college. When you take a pro football player off the field, this is why guys don't come off a lot. You got playing incentives. You never know when your next play is your last play. So you want to get as many plays as you possibly can because there is a percentage clause in your contract. 75% of the snaps, 85% of the snaps, 100% of the snaps. You get bonuses today. I got a $45,000 bonus my rookie year. Forget this. Just working out. Just working out. I should post that, no? It's a $45,000. I had a $45,000 incentive just for working out. That show up every day. You got all kinds of these little tiny things that you have inside your contract. People raved about the draft. Yeah, well, the Kobe Dean ain't playing. Your second pick ain't playing. And Jordan Davis is hurt. What are you raving about? Jordan Davis is the only guy that's had impact. By the way, I think the kid Jurgens is good. I don't know anything about Dean. What are you raving about? Talking like they're raving about it. Yeah, until you put a helmet on him. Milton Williams needs to show up. He may be a he may be um, a guy who who gets on the Big Sills milk carton. <laughs> he may he may get on the Big Sills milk carton. Well, the Eagles have another Sunday off. Crazy man, <laughs> this is absolutely crazy. They play Monday night though, so again, it should be a great weekend in football. I can't wait to watch that Cowboy Packer game. I think the Packers beat the Cowboys. A lot of football. Also, the Munich game starts it off with Geno versus. Tom Brady, that's going to be interesting. College football, some really good ones here. Xander, real quick, LSU, Arkansas. Um, Bama, Old Miss should be pretty good. Louisville, um, Washington, Oregon, TCU, Texas, FSU, Syracuse. Have a great weekend. God bless you guys. Hopefully you have a great Veterans Day today. And to our military service people, thank you so much for everything you do for our country. Xander, we love you, man. Have a great have a great one. Monday, we'll catch you three to six. We'll see you on the flip side. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.